Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soccer Rangers in Space, where we talk about cosplay, nerdum, fandom, and more. I'm John. I'm the Silver Ranger. I'm Amy. I'm the Pink Ranger. I'm Robert. I'm the Red Ranger. I'm Cole. I'm the Green Ranger. I'm Tyler. I'm the Black Ranger. Guys, we didn't fuck it up. Holy <laughs> shit! <Yeah. laughs> and now it's been pointed out. <laughs> this is like Quickly to be edited out. No, Rob. Oh, no. Real. The people want authenticity. They don't the want it's it. New, it's a new drinking game. New rule. Uh, you got to take a shot every time they screw it up. No, every time every time they get it right? I don't yes. know. What are, what are, well, I mean, that's at? never going to happen again. So here's the question. Do you want to kill the audience with the drinking game, or do yes. you want them to have a chance of living? No. They have to get... Die like men and women who are drunk. I want so, them so, to have a chance to live and a chance to die, for that is the yeah. natural order of things. You are never truly closer to life than you are when you're closest to death. So, listening to our podcast? Exactly. Yes. It's like basically being in limbo. Yeah. The void is just limbo. Oh, damn. Dark, horrible limbo of undeath and unlife. And Did we just start a religion where our podcast is limbo? <laughs> where you go after? We were in the void for the longest time and we got out of the void. Now we're in space, which is still a void. Yeah. Your God. If you don't make it to heaven or hell, you just listen to our podcast for the rest of existence. This is what we get for joining the Church of Optimus Prime. Oh my God. It's Church of Optimus Prime. What are you talking about? I thought we were part of the Church of Cosplay. No, Whatever of... happened to the Church of Zordon? Whatever happened to the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? <laughs> so, that's cosplayers... a real question. Does the Spaghetti Monster have an Everspark? I want the Everspark. <laughs> Can I harness the energy of the Everspark so I can finish my cosplays in a timely manner? <laughs> no? No, you just no. it makes you able to start more cosplays that you don't finish. You know what I never do when it comes to cosplay is remake things. I probably um, could make certain things better, but I never uh, remake them. Well, isn't that such a coincidence? Because today's topic is about remakes of video games. Oh, oh. I, didn't, oh. I thought uh, you were calling out Rob. I think Rob felt you were calling out Rob, too. Oh. <laughs> For context, Rob will make a cosplay like four times before he makes it, and then he'll be like, this is just the prototype. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have no. to have multiple engineering samples before you can have a prototype, and you have to have at least three prototypes before you can go and get to the production model. You and have to. Keep telling yourself that. Three, I guess. Three. Three. Three's yeah. a good number on there, because then you got... The proof of concept that if it holds up, then you can go and stress test. Then you've got the second version on there. And if it holds up the same way, then you can almost guarantee the third one is going to perform the same way. At that point, you know that it can survive the torture you're going to put it through. At or, that point, you're just working on cosmetics for the third one. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Or you can just day drink and use stretch fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, John, what do you remake cosplay? What about video game remakes? What do you think about that? Well, that's that be the looks down at script, looks back up at camera. <laughs> <laughs> Realizes this is an audio medium and no one can see me looking at the camera. Crosses on eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, remakes, video game remakes are actually been around for quite some time. Um, like a good example is a remake of Space Quest, which was a... Um, I think it was it was an Atari game, but also there were some other examples like how uh, Black Mesa is a Half-Life 2 mod that improved upon the game in textures. But um, remakes in general have been popular the last few years. Um, I think the biggest example people can think of right now when it comes to a remake would actually be with the Final Fantasy VII uh, remastering, which is mm -hmm. going to come out next year. For those of you that maybe that might have who would have played uh, Final Fantasy VII on the original PlayStation. It's a good game, but we all, the graphics at that time, they were, you know, essentially just Minecraft. Uh, it's, it's, Minecraft. Low poly. it's low poly. And over time, you know, graphics improve and there's always a, to say, oh, I wish this looked cool. Or you go to those cutscenes and they end up being pre-rendered and they look better. But, um, but remakes have always, are remakes and remasterings, because there's a few different versions of them, have always been somewhat of a controversial subject. 
and both sides of the subject uh, bring up good points. Um, the first being that a remake is just a means to make a quick cash grab on an item by um, using nostalgia to sell the game. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that could be true in some cases. I mean, we've looked at some Sonic games which have uh, either did remakes and or tried to uh, just didn't work out. But you have games like Sonic Mania, which would be uh, classified as a demake. And a demake is when a game goes from the modern remake back to its old way of how it was on a 2D format. I've always really liked the Sonic remakes and re-releases, but the only ones that come to mind is like Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, which made the KO Garden much better by adding the Hell and the Heaven. Mm-hmm. You brought up Sonic. You, you asked <laughs> I did. This was brought up. Sonic Adventure DX Director's Cut, which I, I don't really notice the differences too much, but uh, recently I had Tyler play that one and he's never played that game. And for me, I have all the quirks memorized so I can anticipate the glitching and uh, like kind of work for that. And Tyler spent like 45 minutes on the first level because he didn't, you know, because the game and not like he sucks at video games. He's good at video games, but he kept getting like, (laughs) (laughs) you said it. I try to go forward and then all of a sudden it goes left. I'm like, oh, maybe you're not supposed to anticipate the direction you're going and go that direction. You just go forward. And then when the camera turns, you're still actually going forward, but you're at the side. So you're not going that way. I think and it railroads like, you into yeah. paths. But are there other Sonic remakes I'm not aware of? Sonic Mania is a demake, which is different. I, I was just using that as an example. I'm tr- like a remastering, I guess you could classify for Sonic 06. And a sequel is kind of a continuation. It's not really a remake, but it well, is. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, because uh, to John's point, and Sonic's maybe not the best example on this. They, they have re-released a couple of games. And th- this is... This is where there's kind of a fine line between a remake, a remastering, and just a re-release. Because, like, yeah, okay, I can't think of a good example with Sonic. Because the only thing I can really think of, like, Sonic Generations, when it got ported to PC, fixed a lot of issues with it. But I think that more just had to do with the fact that it had hardware that was closer to what it was designed on, and it just worked better. Mm -hmm. I I think, actually, going back to John's point with Final Fantasy VII, that game's had an interesting number of uh, re-releases as time's gone along. And the latest version of the PC port and the version that you can download on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 is technically a remastered version, which does some work to try to clean up some artifacting errors. Because you have to remember, back in the PlayStation 1 era, everything was using interfacing uh, in their actual broadcast format. And most of the stuff at best was 240 I for resolution. Now mm-hmm. we're playing games like that on 1080 and 4K screens. A lot of that inter or interlacing that you would have in your screens, that really makes for a tough gameplay experience. My favorite game console is the N64, and there are some games that are almost impossible to play on a modern 1080p monitor. Uh, if for no other reason, there's not really a good upscaling solution. I've got a composite to HDMI upscaler. And if I go beyond 720p, I cannot play Star Fox 64 on it. (laughs) It's rough. But to the credit of Square Enix, when they released the newer version of the PC uh, port of the game, as well as the PlayStation Network versions that are available for download, they did their best to change the way that it actually refreshes on the screen so it's being done progressively. And it does make for a easier to play experience. Though, that being said, then you have things like the PlayStation Classic, which I tried playing Final Fantasy VII on that. And it's just emulating the original version. And it is almost impossible to play once again on a 1080p monitor because it doesn't scale properly. It has a whole bunch of artifacts on there. And it does a terrible job when it comes to focus placement. It's kind of a weird thing when you have games that are both remastered, that have been released, and then the same company goes and puts out a product that is just an emulation of the original and it's weird uh, it, kind of a weird tangent but just something i had to get off my chest because i'm really excited about final fantasy 7 remake i'm super excited about the remastering of final fantasy 8 because that game just needed a new coat of paint it's still great needed a little bit of a touch for hd but yeah i'm really upset with uh sony and the release of the playstation classic because that's shit that's uh that's rob's rant 
I'll yes. let you go back, John. Yeah, sorry, John. Just it's like, all good. Don't uh, worry about it. Sonic Adventure gameplay, you were heading in a direction and we glitched you off a cliff to be eaten <laughs> by the orca, but now you may go back to your last safe spot. Oh, thank you. Yes. All right, let's see here. So, yeah, remakes are quite common. Uh, some of the most commonly seen remakes you see are the ones that were games that were released on the last generation. So these would be games that were released on the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360. These remakes have actually become quite common. And mainly these come down to just twe tweaking the controls, mm -hmm. sometimes making them a little tighter so they respond better, or in some cases, uh, making the graphics look nicer. Um, one example of this that came out was with um, the back Batman games. They did a remake for um, Arkham Asylum and for Arkham City, um, which was essentially the same game, but with a new coat of paint so that they could uh, sell it on the newer generation consoles. And, you know, once again, this goes back to a quick cash grab. But also people see this as a way to introduce people to um, like new fans to an older generation of game. Yes, Amy. One that <laughs> one that really did that well is the 007 games because mm. or uh does Time Splitters have a remake? Well, there was arcade to the console ports, so the console port should get remade because I, it's fun, but it's it's hard to convince people to play shooting games that are older because there's a level of precision that you can't achieve due to the graphics. And it's not as satisfying when you feel like the graphics made you miss aim. So I don't know. So time, yeah. time splitters. I'm gonna yeah. look that up. But yeah. 007 is a good one. That... Yeah, 007 is a good one. I'd also say like uh, being a Metal Gear Solid fan. Mm. One of the best, and this is a true remake because it was redone from the ground up. Yeah, uh, Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes that was released exclusively on the GameCube. That was such a big leap, both in terms of graphics as well as tighter and better control schemes. Uh, and actually, that port, which wasn't done by uh, Konami first party, uh, it was handed off to another group uh, inside of Konami to handle that. So Kojima wasn't involved with the Twin Snakes development. That game not only was like the perfect remake, but it actually inspired many gameplay mechanic changes. Mm -hmm. They came along with Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater and uh, MGS4. <laughs> so... Yeah, sometimes the remake can end up going and influencing future installments. Would you say that the Twin Snakes would classify more as a remastering than a remake? I have to go with remake because they had to rebuild it from the ground up. And it, this might be just a difference in people's perspective on things, because I know even some video game companies argue what is a remaster, what is a remake? Because for me, at least, a remake would either be a complete from the ground uh, update or a game that so radically changes how a game is played that it feels like a new game. Kind of like how uh, the Metroid Prime trilogy got a re-release on the Wii. Mm -hmm. And you went from, sorry, what was that, Cole? Because, like, the Devil May Cry games, for example, that's another one that I would say that was, like, that offshoot was a remake, I guess, right? I, I would, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say remake, because that just feels like its own new game. That that feels like more of a reboot than it did a remake. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah they, I, I would go and put more, like, Metroid versus Metroid Zero Mission as being a legitimate remake because they're following the same story beats just with improved graphics, uh, tighter controls, some extra mechanics that weren't in the original, but still right. keeping the game the same. I think, I think the harder ones are arguing things like uh, Kingdom Hearts HD because mm. uh, in Kingdom Hearts 1.5 HD, they didn't have the original source code or at least not the complete source code for the original Kingdom Hearts anymore. So they couldn't just upscale it the way that they did for Kingdom Hearts 2 and a lot of the other games. That one actually did need to be largely remade. They used the uh, sprite and character model assets from Dream Drop Distance to remake Kingdom Hearts 1. And it does legitimately feel like the same game, but there's definitely a couple of little things where it's like, okay, this this isn't quite connecting the right way. It's, and did we talk about this at one point, something about character models? Yeah, yeah, we, we touched on this a little bit just because it's kind of a fascinating case. And there's a few others like this, but that's a real standout in the industry. I don't know if there's a name for those ones. Okay. That's basically, we fucked up and didn't save our files. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Also, mm -hmm. it's cool is when you see remakes is... Um, 
most of the time, a lot of these remakes that happen or remasterings aren't done by the original group. Like, for the mm-hmm. example, what you brought up with the Twin Snakes, they're actually passed off to other people that either have the license mm-hmm. or they're working on the behalf of kind of like what they did with the uh, those original games Capcom did for the Zelda games that were for um, Game Boy. Mm. Oracle Ages and Oracle Seasons were done by Capcom. Yeah, or what about... Um... Actually, no. Didn't uh, didn't Suda Fifty One actually supervise uh, No More Heroes, Heroes Paradise? Yes, he did. He okay, did. so I, he... I can't go and speak to that one then. <laughs> but it was largely made with the same stuff, just improved graphics, mm-hmm. and also yeah. adding a few more features. Because a lot of times when the remakes happen, they usually will change the controls, but also add something new to get someone interested to see. Oh, let's see how this changed. Like a really good example of a modern remake, in my personal opinion, is Resident Evil Two. Mm. So who here played the who's have played the resident original resident evil 2 it had that traditional ps1 camera in the corner move up to move around and it's low grade polys but it's still a terrifying game yeah but you played yeah and then a complete change a complete remake this is done by the same guys who did um resident evil 7 they took it to the third person view behind the shoulder shooter i like that it's the same i don't know did they remake resident evil first or make resident evil 7 first the one of the more popular ones was they remade resident evil 1 for um gamecube and that was actually a really good well done remake where they actually legitimately added a new boss oh, yeah neat. well yeah th- am, am i remembering correctly because Resident Evil, they re-released that on the GameCube, as well as Resident Evil 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. Then you had Resident Evil 4, which was a legitimate new game. Then they released the HD, her HD versions of Resident Evil uh, 1 and 0. Mm-hmm. Then it was Resident Evil 5. Then 6, like a year and a half later. Yes. Then the franchise fell apart. Then, then seven. seven. And then they did the remake of two. Am I remembering that right? That's correct. That's there's correct. Too, there's too many damn re-releases of Resident Evil. That's right. Because Res- I watched a YouTube on the history of Resident Evil, and I was like, this is convoluted. It was kind of like with Metroid, um, the Metroid series, where they knew they had hot shit. So mm-hmm. they were just releasing all these different offshoots and all these different things. And now, like what the Metroid series is trying to do, I think they did the same thing with seven where they're like i'm not we're not going to put anything out yeah until it's good again you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, i think there's value in waiting to re-release your games though because mm-hmm. if you re-release them too soon the technology hasn't changed that much uh i think the skyrim hd one mm-hmm. where they just changed the water is infamous for being completely unimpressive because they were already like fine like yeah, no mm-hmm. that that falls definitely into the cash grab category because mm-hmm. The original, when they launched that anyway, it was already technically in HD, but it wasn't running consistently 60 hertz on consoles. It wasn't going and running native 1080p. It's like, you could have just re-released it digitally or, you know, in theory, if it was backwards compatible, had a patch available for the new generation console. That's what I was thinking would be more appropriate. If you really feel like this is the definitive version of your game, just patch it. Yeah, right. Well, and Bethesda got in trouble for a while there trying to go and, you know, sell you an HD patch for the game. And then they found out that the modding community existed and could do it better. Mm -hmm. You mean the the update that slowed the game down? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep, You paid $5 to get this. Eventually they made it free, but that also came after they were praised for their update to uh, Fallout 4 to go, you know, Ultra HD, which still was not the best Ultra HD patch ever. MXR Mods has done some great videos on YouTube about that. Oh, good. MXR is quite awesome. I I, I enjoy MXR's videos. (laughs) I am excited to see, this is a little bit of a tangent, how the new Fallout 76 changes are received because Mm -hmm. I think everyone is nauseated by all the battle royale modes yeah but what if it brings new young hip youngins into the series who can outlive us all or (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i'm I'm excited i'm interested to see how it'll all be received once they put in all the npcs and all that yeah that's kind of that's more like a patch i don't really think that's a remake or a remaster or a patch this no that's called finishing the fucking game finishing (laughs) the thank you no it's not uh, like the loving effort that was put in with uh like pokemon ruby and sapphire and their remakes with omega ruby and sapphire what made that that so what made the love so evident in that just so those and this is weird to me because i actually am not a fan of ruby and sapphire 
Uh, I did not enjoy those particular Pokemon games, but that was really the second generation of Pokemon fans coming into it. Yeah, you know, when you're looking at media consumption, generally things move in a four to six year cycle. So whereas I played Red and Blue and uh, Gold and Silver, I can't say that I really loved a lot of the changes that were made in uh, Ruby and Sapphire, but people like my brother, for example, who's about three and a half years younger than me, he loved it. And I know a lot of people that are younger than me that thought that those were the definitive games. And yeah, they're still very good. And they had a lot of impressive technical changes, but they still looked just like a traditional Game Boy Pokemon game. Taking the mechanics of X and Y and applying them to Ruby and Sapphire and farther developing them, making the game feel so unique Playing it, it actually feels like a completely different game than I remember on the Game Boy Advance. It's crazy seeing it just on how much work they put into new animations, new graphics, and without changing any of the core of what you were playing, making it feel like it was both a new property and the rebirth of an old one all at the same time. The Pokemon Company put a lot of effort into that, and it felt like something that was almost a spiritual rebirth in some respects for those Pokemon fans that grew up with that and maybe, like me, had fallen out of love with it for a while. Now, granted, I came back to X and Y because that felt kind of like the environment that I was in with uh, Gold and Silver. And yeah, I, I won't go into my feelings about Pokemon as a whole, but that's one of the best remakes that I've ever seen because it completely remade the game in every sense of the word, but didn't do anything that changed the heart, the spirit, the identity of what the original was. It's a perfect follow-up. Now, would you not consider those just sequels? Not really, because you're rehashing the same story. Okay. You've got all of the same continuing beats going on with it. It's Exposing it to a new generation, keeping things the same, but also changing everything at the same time. It's really hard to go and describe that game because it's nothing like the original, and yet it is exactly what the original was. Maybe I, that's just a good sequel, and we just don't know what it looks like because we haven't had it before. <laughs> well, that, that's just it. Like, I'm looking at a list of video game remakes right now, and a lot of them are just re-releases on another platform with a couple of little tweaks here and there. Good, uh, good yeah. example, that would have to be in the Dark Souls uh, 1 re-release. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure you have strong feelings about <laughs> this. Well, it's, it's, you play Dark Souls uh, 1, it's Dark Souls 1. They didn't change the controls or really anything like that. The graphics were improved, but um, the only real changes they made were the ability to change your um, alliances at the bonfire instead of going to that NPC. But past that, it was the entire, it was the exact same game. And this is coming from right after Dark Souls 3, where they introduced uh, that each weapon had a unique type of uh, combat art that can be used in battle. And then you're just going back to Dark Souls 1, where you're just hacking and slashing or you can go for the entire game with nothing but the scythe and beat every boss do you think the timing makes that feel more like a cash grab too because they're like hey you have dark souls on your mind remember this maybe but when you slap something together and call it a remaster what was cool was on pc anyone who owned a copy of dark souls HD, mm -hmm. they got their copy updated to the remastered. Hmm. Huh. So that that's was kind of interesting. That was pretty nice of them. Yeah. Well, and that's what I would kind of expect, you know, going back to our comment about Skyrim. At least they did that. Because <laughs> Skyrim has been re-released so many times, it's hard to keep track. The water looks so good. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and I mean, it's it's been re-released so many times on so many platforms. Uh, Alexa, play Skyrim. Are you just trolling everyone's Alexa? Adventurer, you scroll through your journal menu for a refresher on your quest. You agreed to help a dark elf city guard by retrieving her priceless work of art from the Misty Mountain. Oh, you were involved in a thrilling battle with an apprentice fire mage. You can attack with weapon, cast spell, use shout, or flee. What would you like to do? Use shout. Who's throw? Your mighty thumb crashes into your foe. The apprentice <laughs> fire mage never gets back up. That's what you get for messing with the Dovahkiin. You have triumph. You have 82 health. There are three paths forward. A surprisingly lush plateau. Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh, goodness. You, you proved your point. Or you could just or you could just play D&D with a real group. Yeah. Play oh, my God. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Look what you've done, Rob. The machines are taking over. <laughs> Let's just hit the mute button right now. <laughs> Next week, Alexa's just going to host the podcast. Oh, God. That'd be terrifying. <laughs> Rob, so, how long have you played that game for? <laughs> 
Now this is a, this is a this is a legit question because I have my sister also has like an Amazon mm -hmm. uh, thing Alexa. and uh, Alexa. Uh, don't say it in here. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, it's, it's in my ears. It's safe. Also, so, it's muted right now. <laughs> um, and I played that, and it just sort of just kept going. Yeah, no, it's just the mm -hmm. same like twenty five scenarios over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, I and kept going just... until I got consistent repeats of everything. So I don't know. I probably put forty five minutes into it. Oh goodness. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I was worried you were going to say hours. No. No, I didn't put that much time into the actual game. No. If anything, I'm actually kind of impressed that Bethesda not only made that video, which was hilarious, but the fact that they actually released it that day was kind of amazing. But it's still... You know what? That is an example of a terrible remake. <laughs> uh, is that so, a remake or a port? I don't know. I, I have to go put that one under remake just because it's not just porting a game. It's porting a game in it's, name only. It's textually mm -hmm. different in every way, yeah. yeah. One remake I found interesting while I was doing my research is what's preferred to as a Wii remake. Or Wii make, as they called on the internet. So is what? this... <laughs> is this talking about uh, Nintendo's just remaking everything often as they did? Okay, yeah. So this goes to both the Wii and the Wii U. So there were games that sold incredibly well, well on both consoles. And what happened was kind of the Wii U was not that big of a success. So what they ended up doing was the very popular ones have started getting this remake of the improved graphics and gameplay and brought over to the Switch. <laughs> One example of this being Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for Nintendo Switch, where they remit, where they brought the game over to the Switch, improved graphics, and added some new functionalities, like a new playable character. Interesting. Okay, okay. I, did, I didn't know that was a term that people were throwing around. It's a term I found when I was doing research on this. Uh, another example of this would be, like, pretty much any popular game that was on the Wii U is getting some form of remake on the Switch. In fact, tomorrow, um, let's see, the date is the 27th, so that would be the uh 28 of uh june yeah, uh, last super friday for anybody listening <laughs> last friday super mario brothers maker is going to have a sequel that'll be brought out onto the switch so once mm -hmm. again you can consider it out a sequel or a remake you know dealer's choice like this is that the same idea the same way they brought like ocarina of time to 3ds and such yeah that would apply to it as well to a certain degree Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that would be a remake as well. Improved graphics, controls. It was. It felt pretty much the. Well, I guess that's saying something to say. It felt the same, but again. Yeah, but the the iron boots were an item and not a thing. You had to go into the menu every single time to take off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Does anyone have an example of when a remake made something worse? Worse. Mm. Worse. Not just like flatline, which. Is worse if you made me spend my money on it, uh, but you just felt like, like kicking a dead horse type thing. No, just like so. I am. This isn't my own observation. I was watching a donkey video, like I do. He has a video <laughs> on a very similar subject, so I'm really trying not to reference it too much. But it's also his one of if, his best videos. If, mm -hmm. if it's applicable, please. Yeah. Uh, and he was talking about. Mm -hmm. so I love he, that game so he brought much. up Conker's bad fur day had texture for the fur and oh. it kind of took away from that original cartoony style so the graphic were very stylistic and you lose you lost some of that original feel and original intent by making which it version are you talking about in regards because there's technically been two remakes for it uh you know you'd have to watch the donkey video i'm sorry i i'd be willing to bet that content, but i'd be willing to bet that uh that's probably talking about the xbox 360 re-release of the xbox port that's what i'm thinking mm -hmm. as well because yeah. i remember that particular one Mm. I hated it. <laughs> no, I, I mostly because they they as a joke they would they changed some of the stuff in there. They changed one thing and then nothing else as part of the joke. But the texture was really weird. The fur it's was as uncomfortable as Sonic's hyper textured gloves in Sonic Forces. <laughs> like we didn't need. Why did you spend so much time on this? Because <laughs> they needed to look up. I guess just. Right. Ugh. And I think that was just after Microsoft actually bought Rare. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think it had so, been a little while after that. I'm, I'm going to look into that here a little bit. But the but. thing is, though, is that Conger's Bad Fur Day has been, was well known for being one of uh, one of Rare's big mainstays right next to Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> a remake I really quite liked was um, when they updated DOA 2 from the Dreamcast and they put it on... On the original Xbox. Yes. Okay. Yeah. D- yeah. DOA was, Ultimate was, as it was released. Use the Xbox... That looked so much smoother and nicer. Their breasts were so much rounder. <laughs> Just I, kidding, that wasn't the only good thing, but it's a DOA game and it's independent bre- breast mechanics and I have to mention it. Yeah, I. Th- but that actually was really cool as far as changes were concerned. That was a good remake, to your point. Uh, yeah. And that one I love as well because they include the original uh, DOA in all of its pixelated glory on the collector's edition of that game. Mm-hmm. So you get a disc with just that, so you get to see what the original uh, graphics were like, and then you get to go and play this new Xbox version. And it's like that's pretty. <laughs> oh, she's so pretty, Helena. <laughs> what's your number? <laughs> not even my main girl, but that—that's a whole podcast by itself. Yeah, no, oh, no. Can if... we talk about fighting video game girls? Anyway, uh, uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll add that to the list of things for future podcasts. In the podcast after party. As long as we don't have to talk about the movie, I'm there for this. Oh, no, <laughs> oh I'll talk about that movie. Yeah, talk about that movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. Ooh, ooh, a bold podcast. Ooh. Um, but that's really smart to include that version. And then I think, too, uh, this is kind of, I love the Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. But if you were a developer and you released something on the Dreamcast for it to have such a short lifespan, what a gut punch. Like, game developers throw their heart into what they're working on. So for Team Ninja to do that, that's it's nice because it keeps it accessible and then you don't have to keep a dusty Dreamcast around for one game. Mm-hmm. I'll admit, though, I'm actually trying to remember, like, because Dreamcast itself was a very there and gone. It, it was a it, bit of a flash in the pan, unfortunately. And which I'm is really, sad because it had so many good new things, like the new the memory cards where you could view an image. That's basically the Wii U, mm-hmm. but in like a Tamagotchi kind of way, uh, you know. And then you could take that out and play on it independently if it had batteries. That's kind of like GameCube with Game Boy Advance cross compatibility. But while the servers were still were still up, you could attempt to play online. Like, Dreamcast was too big for its britches. Like, mm-hmm. I will defend that game system to the ground because when I hear it loudly trying to read my disc, it makes my heart warm. <laughs> <laughs> and anyone who has it knows exactly what noise I'm talking about. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, to put all that effort into making a game just for that flash in the pin system would be, it'd be hard, you know. Um, uh, I've got what well, I've got some things to talk about for remakes and such. Let's hear it. Well, that's what we're talking about this week. So go. Yeah. <laughs> um, did did that Goldeneye remake ever actually do well? Because there was a remake, and then there was also a remake of the remake or a port to uh, the Wii, the Wii, the Wii. Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember what the name of it was though, because. Uh, I had it was Goldeneye 007 Reloaded. Yeah. So there was already, yeah. So it that was already the remake of the it was a remake of the old one or remastered mm-hmm. remake remake of it. And then there was the port version to uh, reimagining of the original game's plot uh, on is, the 1995 film Goldeneye. Is it reimagining not just a remake? <sighs> this is where it gets a little bit tough here because. I, we've kind of been tiptoeing around some very ill-defined... Yeah, the, the, the rules of this are a little bit weird, because... Does well, let me, have let me, the rules? Let me throw another rules? wrench in this. What are, what are the Kingdom Hearts re-Chain of Memories or re-coded? Where do those land? Mm-hmm. I know uh, what... Because <laughs> those are, those are ports nope. from... A thing, but they're remastered in such a way that they completely the, changed game. Yeah, th- those I have to put under remake just because everything changed. The story yeah. beats are the same, but the content of the game is completely different. Well, one like rechain of memories changed from it went from Game Boy Advance to uh, PS2, and it yeah. changed from an isometric top down to a 
third person battle just like the first two or the first game was and then chain of memory or coded was like a mobile phone that was it was a mobile game and then they ported it to 3ds 3ds regular ds, DS. DS. Didn't they also put Chain of Memories on the Game Boy SD? Does anyone remember that thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was not quite the the DS. It was the SD. Well, the SD and the Advance. The SD played advanced games, did it not? Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it was just a Game Boy Advance with a backlight and a clamshell design. Yeah. It was still a Game Boy Advance. And then the DS came out like a year or two later, and you're like, why did I buy this? Yeah, well, it's it's confusing because in that generation, you had the original Game Boy Advance, which I still stand by was the most comfortable one to play. That's one I, of my yeah, favorite yeah. handhelds just because of the way that it feels. Then you had the Game Boy Advance SP with the backlight. SP. And then, yes, it. yeah. <laughs> I know, something wasn't feeling right. It's like SP, SP, that's it. SD uh, card, because you throw yeah. your SD cards in it and break both items. <laughs> and then there was the Game Boy Micro, which is still on my Rob kicking himself list for having not bought, because that was just a micro-sized version of the Game Boy Advance with a backlight built into it. It was sleek, it was sexy, and now you can't find them for less than like 200 bucks online. Yeah, not, ma- not many of them were made. Yeah, well, they made it out like it was going to be a big thing because they were trying to extend the longevity. This is actually a cool thing that Nintendo tried to do uh, when they introduced the DS because they knew it would take a long time for... Uh, third-party developers to really embrace the system. So they came out with the Game Boy Micro a few months before the DS came out, and they built a Game Boy Advance slot into the original DS so that game developers would continue to build games on the Game Boy Advance platform, which had also been slow to launch in a lot of territories. They wanted to keep third-party developers interested in it and developing it. So they came out with this new, sleek, sexy version with the Micro, which also has some of the most hilarious advertisements I've ever seen. Like sexually graphic, might I add. They they had sexually graphic for the for the DS. So oh yes. <laughs> I, that's the one of the worst things I remember about it. Nothing the, the, the damn rat. <laughs> nothing sexier than a person playing a handheld console. That's a panty dropper right there. He flips up that 3D screen. Oh. <laughs> oh. He whips out that micro DS. <laughs> micro game boy advance. micro game boy yeah i but yeah they i'm not a handheld gamer i don't yeah i like I, the controllers she's not a filth, filthy casual like us <laughs> but yeah they they tried to do that to continue the longevity of the game boy advance platform unfortunately the ds ended up being such a runaway hit right from the get-go that pretty much every game developer stopped making game boy advance games right then and there mm-hmm. so yeah that that was that was kind of a weird one too because that was when sony remember the same year you got the psp and the ds one of them survived. <laughs> the PSP, Only one. The PSP gave put up a fight. The, the PSP, it's the weirdest thing because they couldn't court anybody to make games for it. Yeah. But they had all of that Hollywood support with the UMD format. And which, which I haven't seen I, I haven't seen that yet or since. Yeah, like, no, that that was one of those weird things, but that was also during the kind of rebirth of home media, because that was yeah. when everything was going digital. DVD was still starting to catch on at that point. There was no idea of anything like Blu-ray. And the UMDs had the same kind of resolution capability that DVDs did in a much smaller package. Yeah. You, so you, you could buy movies and you could just like have them and be like, I'm just going to go watch a movie on my PSP. Just, just look. Yeah. Well, and you also had the video output on it as well. So yes. you could go and hook it up yes. to a television. Like that, I, that I was that. such a cool design. I... <laughs> You could I do have it. a VSP. I loved it for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But the reality is it only had like 200 games come out for it across all market sectors. The DS had like 6,000 come out worldwide. That's true. Uh, yeah. Because like I, I, I had both the component cords and the, or yeah, the component. So you could, not only you could do AVI, but you also do components. And that was before, uh, um, before HDMI, so you could do... Yeah, uh, you could do either composite or component output on those. Yeah, so you could do, like, an HD 
Speaking of handheld, John, will you hold our hands? Did they remake any handheld games? They uh, a couple handheld games were remake. Uh, well, that's the interesting part. You want to get it technical. Um, the PSP actually had a huge library of remade X either um popular PlayStation 2 uh, demakes and PlayStation 1 remakes on it uh, during its early life cycle. Uh, okay. One example of this was Medieval, which was mm -hmm. uh, released onto the PSP. And they also had a couple Spyro games as well that were brought over to the PSP as well. Mm -hmm. And games such as Desagaya were released onto the um, PSP. Yeah, well, and like a lot of games that uh, came out during the PS2 era, uh, this is more what I think of because it's like the only reason why I've held on to the console. The PlayStation Vita is like the perfect combination of high definition handheld support for your old games. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I own the Jack and Daxter collection. I own the Ratchet and Clank collection on that. I love those remasters that they released on there. What and, uh, I like, oh, sorry. This is uh, kind of like in the middle, really relevant. Yeah. Uh, I have that new thing that came out a few years ago. I got it for my birthday and I freaked out. It's a Sega Genesis, but you you load the games through an emulator onto an mm. SD card and you have a handheld and you just put all the Genesis games on it. It has 50 Genesis uh, games internally. Mm -hmm. And you can even do like all these fan made games. It's really cool. Uh, that's the only handheld I've gotten into, though. <laughs> Besides the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy SP. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. That when is, it, actually. One thing I've noticed is uh, remakes have been very, like, Sony has actually done their fair share of remakes for their uh, PlayStation 2 classic games. Like, a good example of this would be, like, the uh, Jack and Dexter, like Rob said, and also, like, um, Sly Cooper had a good remake mm. as well that ended up on the um, newer consoles. Yeah, well, they, they even made a fourth game to go along with that series. I'm kind yes, of awesome. what the, the name was for that. Uh, it, was, it was the one with time travel. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. Um, God, I yeah. love it. Did they did they bring the other, no, I don't know if they brought the other Ratchet and Clanks over too. Those, I don't know if they got a PS4 re-release. I know they did on PlayStation 3. Yeah, the yeah. PlayStation 3 was the one. Yeah, like yeah, Sony was all about that for a while. Like all those '90s hits came. Like they even recently, the PS4 has the uh, Spyro re-release that came out with the three yeah. Spyro games, and it looks way better. Oh yeah, I was, like, I was playing it, and I was like, "Man, this looks exactly how I remember it." And I'm like, "What did it originally look like?" And I went back to watch some of the other stuff, and I'm like, "Wow, that was like so more polygonal." <laughs> and I was like, you look at, you don't think about it, but like you were on your level and then the background pictures were just like, just blobs. It was like, here's some green. That's kind of a mountain. Here's some blue. And it just gradients into a color. And I'm like, that's your background. I'm like, that's nothing. There's nothing there. You're, you're in an area and it zooms off into nothing. And then you're playing the remaster game. You're like, oh, it just, it goes on. They actually built the background because they can now. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that and uh, Crash Bandicoot's Insane Trilogy, mm. those are some of the best remakes that I have played ever, because they're not actually the original games. No, they've yeah, they not changed, just the reskin. They changed thought, the controls and they changed uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I thought that was a big a big part that people were annoyed because they changed the hitbox of. Um, they changed the hitbox of where squares were because it's a big jumping platform game, and they changed it from like a square to like a oval, mm -hmm. I think something like that, and it like threw people off. But then, also, I don't know, maybe it was too hard. The game was harder or something, or you just jump to a square and then all of a sudden you'd fall off it anyway. <laughs> I just remember the game getting a lot of flack and people not liking. Uh, the trash, the Crash Bandicoot remakes. But then I think it was Mace also like the backlash, the counter backlash to that was that they're like, no, that's just how that game was. It was, uh, I, oh, maybe that was it. They were complaining about how the game was like just kind of broken the way it originally was. But then they talked about how, yeah, that they really remade a whole lot of it and it plays just how it used to play. You just forget how games used to play in the, you know, a long time ago. There's a, there's a weird, 
that's a big question I keep saying is the, uh, does it play how it used to play or does it play how you remember how it played? Because mm-hmm. you can go back and play it and be like, back then, how you remember it played, it played really well. And then you play a remake now, it plays really well. And that's how you know it's a good remake because if it plays exactly how it did, normally that's bad because games have changed so much since then. Controls have changed. What is kind of acceptable and isn't is completely different. And that's a weird nostalgia that you have to remember that people are going back to buy something that is viewed through rose-colored lenses. Yeah, well, what was it? Shit, I think it was like the first alien uh, space marine game or colonial marines. I can't remember. Colonial marines. Yeah. uh, So the first one of those that came out, it still had tank control, or I should say the first one that came out was lambasted by reviewers because it didn't have tank controls for the first person shooter. You know, there were no shoulders. There was no adjustment of left to right. There was no second analog stick before that. And that was one of the first games to incorporate dual analog control for first person shooters. And it was hated by reviewers because it was such a radically different control scheme. And then just a few months later, you had Halo Combat Evolve come out that was using the dual analog controls. And everybody's like, this is definitively the way you're supposed to play it. And I cannot imagine trying to go back to the old controls. Despite all of that, even though reviewers hated it initially, people latched onto it. People loved how much better the controls were. And if you did a remake of some of the old games, like if they ever re-released Marathon, I would be so happy. I'm an old school Bungie fan going back that far. I would hate playing Marathon today. (laughs) I could not do it. That would be the most annoying thing ever. That's kind of a good... What would you choose for somebody to remake? You already got Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. If you could put in a special request and it would be honored. <sighs> Unless somebody else has an answer. This is the thing. is like a lot of the games I wanted remaked have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's like it, it's such a cultural thing now. Is like It's all these people with disposable income in their 30s want games back from the 90s and that's like it was like this weird golden era of games that were it, late 80s early 90s 90s yeah that, that, that described as 90s to two or to early 2000s okay yeah, yeah. than the 80s because you're not really going to remake a lot of those there's atari hype of you know i guess they do but yeah. um but they don't i guess they don't, they don't really they they like they almost just make them one to one. It's just they re-release like them. Mrs. Pac-Man. You know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. a lot of depth there, or Mister just Pac-Man. There wasn't but, depth there, but you could see like with Spyro what they were trying to achieve, and they couldn't, and now they can, and it it yeah, it's just they didn't have the tools, and now they do. So let's yeah. do the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe that's what that influx of like games right now are from those because I feel like there's been tons of like the '80s games being re-released in the I guess but it's not anything revolution like they re I don't know like Tetris 99's fucking sweet because there's been a lot of Tetris re-releases and it's the same game essentially they kind of <laughs> changed a little bit they're also aren't now they remaking, they're remaking <laughs> Dr. Mario aren't they uh, well it's got a mobile game coming out yeah oh, okay well that's another yep. thing people do like Stardew Valley's on mobile they just throw random games on mobile now that were old and easy you know yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know that's Going how to... far storage has gone as far as digital yeah. storage <laughs> just have it on my phone yeah no but i don't know this is kind of an interesting question you posed there because something that i've not a thought going into this podcast but what we were looking at when we first started going into this conversation we brought up a lot of games and a lot of them are remasterings they're more or less ports with some added elements to them and a lot of them would stand on their own today and yeah it's kind of hard to think of a game that i really would want to go back to that either doesn't already have a great control scheme that i could play over and over and over again or something that would benefit from modern designs Mm -hmm. like as close as i can think because most of the games that i would love to see them redo like Tyler said, they've already been redone. I'd almost say go back to some classic RPGs and bring those into the modern age. And we're kind of seeing this with Final Fantasy VII Remake. They're taking a lot of the refinements to the RPG genre, especially the JRPG genre, 
where they're adding in more action commands. They're making the game feel more immersive without necessarily changing the skill factor involved. I don't know. I'd like to see maybe something like Legend of Dragoon, which has a great story, but has terrible graphics and a really archaic control system. But I can't think of a lot else that I want to go and have retouched because a lot of games still hold true that uh, NES, SNES, Genesis era, all of those work pretty well. It'd have to be something from like the early PS1 through to like the Dreamcast launch PS2 era that benefit the most. Cause that was when things were really getting experimental with shoulder controls and dual analog and what direction we went with. And then you risk having a Conker's you know, live and reloaded come out where it's just, hey, we have Xbox Live. Let's go and take a game that people actually liked and make it into something that's designed more for multiplayer <laughs> and eliminate the great and mighty poo who will take a shit on you. <laughs> Um, what if, man, here, I, I thought of a game. It's like, what if it like something like Chrono, uh, Chrono Trigger? Mm. Oh, I don't. Oh, there's, there already. Hasn't Chrono Trigger already been redone? It, it's been re-released, but not redone. And I don't know, I wouldn't touch that one. Yeah. Because I feel like that one holds up. Yeah, it's, that it's one's a classic. That's, that's what I was thinking I is, it's like, I would love to see, and maybe it just needs to be re-released because it does... Graphic-wise and gameplay-wise, it just it doesn't really feel dated or aged or anything. Yeah, like they unless still release pixel games as a style choice. Yeah, it literally just feels like a style choice instead of just what it has. I don't know. That game's just Ooh, that game's very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, and that and That's that one's classic. so benefited. Yeah, Akira Toriyama's artwork with that one really helps to sell it as well. Right, all those anime cutscenes. Yeah, well, the, the anime cutscenes, and he did all of the character designs. He approved all of the sprites, uh, consulted on the story work. That one just oozes 90s style. And that one, unlike, say, Final Fantasy VII, uh, that one actually still looks good when upscaled. Because with the exception of the re-release of it, where they added in all the anime cutscenes for the PlayStation 1 re-release. And still... the slower loading between battles. Yeah. Wasn't in the original. That's that's a worse. Sorry to interrupt you mid-tangent, but yeah. it takes so long to load a battle. Not Although like you... it's a couple seconds, but because JRPGs are tedious anyway, mm -hmm. it's a long time. And it wasn't there in the original. Yeah. If on remember... the PS3. I was like, what the heck? Well, SNES. <laughs> cartridge it's flash-based memory that actually loads really quick like nobody really complained about load times on the snes people started complaining with the playstation one there yep. is a limit to disc-based media loading screens the game yep <laughs> you mean sonic 06 <laughs> <laughs> you call that a game Oh, I call that my own version of hell. You either go <laughs> to heaven, which is yet not yet defined. This is limbo, and that's hell. <laughs> or you're stuck fighting silver for six hours. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> I have one. Uh, yeah. Did you get yours out? Yeah, no, go. go. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just I, I don't remember what I said. I don't even know where you I am right now. Who am I? Where We're talking about remakes we liked, right? Well, no, uh, re remakes we want to about... see. Mm. I would love to see Eternal Darkness, Sanity's yes. Requiem be released because I don't think it got enough love the first time. So I want it to have like a big Resident Evil style spoopy house thing. I want it to get the love it needs. I want it to get some cool ghost graphics and I want to update those Sanity. And a good way to do that too would be at, because for Sanity's Requiem, for you filthy casuals, uh, you have a sanity meter and it does cool shit like your character's head will just fall off or like it'll pretend the game shut off or it'll like delete your files if your meter's too low. It's really cool. That uh, is really neat. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's such a mind fuck. So like I purposefully play with my sanity low because it's more fun that way. <laughs> <laughs> or the screen will be off kilter. It tricks you. I want that and I want new sanity effects. And that's it. Oh, and at the end, they make you do all this backtracking. No, cut that part. It's like the climax of the game, too. I'm like, really? You're going to make me back? Anyway, and there's this one boss that's really tedious. But Sanity's Requiem, also Sonic Adventure, and I want the voices to match the word, the, the mouth <laughs> movement. Yeah. That would be great. Uh, if you could just, like, I don't know. 
I, I don't trust Sonic Team. Can someone else do it? Uh <laughs> <laughs> I think that Christian Whitehead was the only one still willing to put effort into that franchise. I don't think he wants to learn 3D. Can Nintendo do it? <laughs> Can we have a Wii make? <laughs> yeah. A Wii make, yes. A Wii make. Oh my god. Uh, oh. No, mm. I like when people do like final like they're like final cut or like mm -hmm. definitive event edition they're like we're not going to keep re-releasing it so then you'd like know it's probably safe to buy it uh and there was you mean one like other... dragon quest is the definitive edition oh don't even get me started on dragon's quest 11 that's anyway uh, um but uh somebody's salty. one more i it was it was it was just, it's just it uh inspired a genre but is no longer relevant within that genre it inspired is my point of view on it because yeah. it is not evolving itself. It, it is a very classic JRPG with and character designs by Akira Toriyama. Yeah. I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Well, I nobody got time for that. Uh, <laughs> the last one I have, sorry, I get three, yep. uh, is I want to see Altered Beast from the Genesis. <laughs> like, that would be fun. And just, you know, the same but more, I guess, is what it, it goes mm -hmm. like. What Tyler was saying, as you rem like what how you remembered it being being brought to what it actually is now. Uh, that's what I think you can bring with a remaster, like how John was saying they bring other bosses in. I want the same but more, more evolutions, uh, maybe more players. You can play with two people, but that game's brutally hard. Mm -hmm. Like, why are they remaking Battle Toads and not Altered Beast? I don't understand. I don't know, but now all you got me thinking about since you mentioned uh... maybe I guess it's just because Battletoads is one of those games that you think of more that you that more people know of. I suppose. I uh, more losers. I think I think it's like one of those things where like you're you like a thing and then you casually mention Battletoads at one point to your parents and they're like, Oh, he loves Battletoads, and then they go buy you this Battletoads Christmas <laughs> present and you're like, Oh, but I, I don't like Battletoads that much. You don't need to buy me uh, and then they all of a sudden you come home and your room's themed like Battle Toad. Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think this is. Trauma. I, I, think, I think this is more rare trying to justify not getting shut down. <laughs> I think that's what that is. Also, like with Cuphead, people are in uh, Dark Souls. People are like, "We like hard video games again," and they're like, "Oh really? Let's bring back the ultimate hard video game." But it doesn't look anything like the original. I don't know what that game's gonna be. Probably some toilet paper for me to wipe my butt with. Um, <laughs> and the salt continues what were you saying <laughs> i was gonna say since you brought up eternal darkness it's like um now i just want a remake of geist oh that'd be good <gasps> geist geist would be a remake. yes i own it i own it that's crazy small yeah world. oh it's one of my favorite. i own it too yeah or i'm sorry i keep bringing up more games yeah, yeah. i'm getting carried away uh, edit out half of everything I'm saying. No, 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 no. I want I want everybody to hear this because I want these games. <laughs> what about Omicron, the Nomad Soul? Mm, don't um, know that one. Oh, it's on Genesis, and it's very similar to Geist, but it was by the developers of... Please hold. Sorry. It's, it's by... I'm just going to put elevator hold music in here. <laughs> no. <laughs> bump, it is... Bump, bump. Dream Square Enix games. Oh, really? And it's really cool, and it's held back by its graphics. And it tried to. It's when video games were still mostly for kids. It tried to be an adult video game, and it is. Fuck, you can play Dreamcast games. That's why they can't remake Dreamcast games, is because you can just like port them. <laughs> uh, but it, that would be a cool one too, but it'll never happen. Hmm. Neither will Sanity's Requiem because I think the guy who made it like got in trouble legally and shit. So, hmm. you know what game I want to see remade? Killer Seven. Oh, that'd be fun. Killer Seven would be a great remake. I, the art style would do well in this day and age, and I love the. Uh, it was just a great game. I'll see, go back part. and play it on my GameCube. That's one I almost want to just see a remake of because I feel like that game it, it was a success, and. I don't know. I feel like that one still holds up fairly well. I would say it would. Yeah. Did any of you play in a PlayStation 2 game that was a one-shot called Samurai Legends Musashi? I did not. 
Oh, I'd love you. To let see. me borrow it. I did. It's one of my. It's a cult favorite of mine. I'd love to see a remake of that. It was like a combination of an RPG and like an action platformer where you played as a guy with a katana and you were just cutting up robots to rock music. <laughs> classic John game. It is a classic John game, but it was a it was a game of its time. It had a heavy anime design with heavy with over the top anime sword fights. It was just fun. Those ones, though, they're so stylized. I don't really know, like, were the controls good on those games? I thought they were they were good for their times. Mm-hmm. You just, you mash square. Didn't need to be remade. And they're so stylized. I don't know if, like, do you just want them in the spotlight again? Or what would you specifically want to change about them? Or do Maybe, you just... I just would love to see these games that were just one-shotters on the, uh, PS2 to get a little more like a spotlight shot again. Kind of like, like a school would be better. Kind of like what like, they did with um, Rogue Galaxy on the PS4. Mm. That was another okay. good PlayStation 2 game. Hmm. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Cole? You got one? It's. It's definitely along the same lines that Tyler said, is that pretty much every game that I wanted to see redone or re-up to a different console is already there. It's very difficult. Like, Conker's Bad Fur Day was one of my favorite games growing up. Mm-hmm. And that's now on Xbox One. You can play that on the Rare Collection. Like, it doesn't need to be any better. It's still awesome. Yeah. Um, I will say, the Rare Collection is one of my favorite things. That That is just a love letter to everything you should love in classic video games, just with um, slightly modified controls. Exactly. <laughs> um, trying to remember what else. There's like, there's not a whole lot of stuff that I wanted to see remastered, to be totally honest. Well, uh, mostly just because, like, for me, as long, for me mostly, a lot of the games that I adored, I couldn't play anymore because the, either the consoles that I used to own don't work anymore. <laughs> Or something is wrong with it, something with the game disc, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But most of the games that I want to play nowadays have been ported. Well, I oh, guess I before John takes us out, I got one though. Oh, I got Tyler, Tyler, Body Harvest. Well, <laughs> of course, you go back to that. I, hey, Tyler, I'd never heard of the game before until Tyler, but damn it, mentioned, Tyler it. mentioned it. There's a vintage game shop at the mall near where I work. I found it there like two weeks after he brought it up. It's like, I need to give this a try. Tyler spoke of it very highly. I totally get it. Yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> it it's it's it was it was made by the guys that make GTA and such. So it was like it was made by the guys. Yeah, I believe so. Rockstar owns I, it right now. I think so. Yeah, I, Rockstar North was the one who made it. Yeah. So it would be just like bringing back like with what they've done with with GTA and such, having that as like you fighting aliens, stormtrooper style with vehicles and such. It'd be <laughs> a fun game. It was way fun back then, where you had vehicles that you find, you had guns, vehicles had gas, and you were just going around and blowing things up. And, oh. DMA Design was the original name. That was back when Rockstar was known as DMA. Well, there Damn. you go. Yeah, published by Midway, DMA Design. And then, yeah, it became Rockstar, Rockstar North Limited. Yeah. Mm. Bring back it. Body Harvest. Remake it. Remake it for me. That's yep. the one I want. That's nah. my... That's oh, my, isn't that so the, the one that got banned in, like, two countries? Um, I don't think it got banned. GTA, I think, got banned. No, because I remember you, you... The reason we brought this up was because it, because it was so... Dark-ish? Or, or am I thinking of a different game? No, I think you're thinking of a different game here because even Australia had this one and they're normally the ones that are just like, no, we should have none of this. You're thinking of VOA Extreme 5 due to the skimpy bikinis. No. (laughs) There was another one. (laughs) Oh, goodness. My fighting game girls, I can't help it. (laughs) Eh. Not like it really matters. The only thing that matters. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that matters. Other than John signing us out, because I think that we have hit our limits for this podcast. Do we not all agree? Do we yes. all agree? Mm-hmm. You're here. So let us take solace in the fact that there is a God and a game that people have been begging to be remastered, to be remade for years. 
It's finally getting the due that it deserves. Adding in new content that was cut from the original game for development reasons and time restraints. Adding multiplayer to it. SpongeBob SquarePants Battle of Bikini Bottom is finally coming home to next generation consoles. John, take us out! That's a speedrunner game. Well, thanks for listening to our tangent about video game remakes. If you're still here, we salute you. All right, we're the Soccer Rangers. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and really anywhere you can get your media. We just kind of show up in places. Wherever free podcasts are sold. Yeah. Are they sold or are they just kind of handed out? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. They're slipped into your bag while you're not paying attention. <laughs> just like the best candy. All right, yeah, thank you for your... You two out you didn't care about. All right, thank you once again, and good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.